Welcome back to the Slasher Siblings Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sicily. I'm your host, Tayden. And today, we're talking about This Is Our Home. The movie came out in 2019. There's no rating. Yeah, I couldn't find an R rating or anything like that. Okay. Uh, it's an hour and 13 minutes long. Got a 3.6 out of 10. Yeah, I don't really agree with that. On IMDb. If you don't know what it's about, a struggling couple's weekend getaway goes awry when a child arrives in the middle of the night claiming to be their son. So, at the end of this episode, we will have a special interview with one of the actors from the movie, which is Drew, who would be playing the creepy kid in the movie. Oh, that's actually him? Yeah. Oh, cool. So, just stay, f- well, we'll tell you when we're going to cut to the interview. It'll be right at the end of this episode. I think it's really cool talking to him. And I basically just skipped the fear facts because there wasn't, there was only three and they weren't really, like, outrageously, you know, interesting. Okay. They were just, it was like, it was shot in 11 days, was one. Yeah. Uh, the other was, um, one of the, the director had, like, append the appendix surgery, like, the day before he re- he directed this or something. Oh, really? Stuff like that, but, um, yeah, so the interview will take place of Fear Facts for this episode. So we'll just get right into the movie, and... We actually forgot to do the question last week. We were told by a fan, and we will actually do the the last week's question this week instead, since we forgot. So, let's start with the opening, how it opens on, like, a loving couple, and it, and they're, they're picking their names for the babies that they want to have and stuff. It's the classic opening where it's like we're happy, we love each other, but it always turns to shit real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're too happy. Yeah, yeah, they're too happy. <laughs> Something bad's gonna happen. It was very obvious, but I did like the opening where it was kind of showing you like how they are with each other yeah. in a way. But. Immediately after, I have written down Trouble in Paradise, question mark. Uh-oh. Because, I mean, you see her get into the car, and she's, like, in pain. And it's, like, hinting towards a couple of, of different things that it could be. And, like, they're mad at each other, and they're not speaking, and she's super depressed, and he's obviously kind of depressed, mm-hmm. and... And it changed really quick from that happy couple to now she's extremely depressed mm-hmm. very quickly. Uh, it was kind of a nice segue into that, too. It wasn't just, like, thrown in. It it followed the relationship a little bit of being happy and then into a less happy time. Then they're riding in their car... They're going to go to their her parents' house, 
or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're driving and they get that flat tire. Uh, I have I want to talk about that strange guy that ends up pulling up flat tire. Yeah, those that strange was guys. weird. I was creeped out by these two dudes. Could you imagine if that was you? Well, if it was me, I wouldn't really be worried because I'd be carrying. But okay, I mean more like me. If it was you, <laughs> I also wouldn't be worried because you do have Echo. And I feel like he would be like that one video, the dog shattering the truck's window because he saw somebody. Yeah, especially with the vibes those dudes were giving off. There was two dudes and you by yourself. He would be... Oh my god. He would He'd be... go into full scary dog mode. He'd be trying to get through the windshield Typically, he's in a buckle mode where he's very sweepy. But it, there are but times that... But he would come into echo mode. There it's are times scary. that he doesn't really realize it's me and he starts barking. Like, dude, it's me. Shut up. Yeah, it's your uncle. <laughs> but yeah, I, that... That was giving me weird vibes, even if I did, even if I would have a gun on me, yeah. I'd still be like, dude, you're creepy. Luckily, they didn't do anything. Yeah, but why'd they act like that? They were acting super weird, and then when he took her into the woods... Yeah, that was making me uncomfortable. That was very awkward and uncomfortable. I was like... I thought he was going to do something to I her. I thought so, too. I was like, this is... She's having such a bad time in life right now. Like, <laughs> she's not having a good time. No. And weird that the guy let her go look for that by himself. By herself. That was super weird. Like, no, that's not happening. No. It can stay out there for all I give a shit. Yeah. No, that was no. not cool. That was. It, he was very inconsiderate. Yeah. After the depression happened. Mm -hmm. And at this point in the movie, we don't know what happened, but. Or what made her. Yeah. Uh, depressed but or well they insinuated they didn't flat out say yet but so they get to the house or cottage or whatever it is and i think i think it was a nice little it was cute yeah it was a nice little house for a little getaway yeah. it was pretty cool spot. yeah i liked it it was nice <laughs> just it had a creepy vibe seemed like in a way, it kind of felt like a ghost house, sort of. Uh -huh. The vibe in it, it was just kind of empty, but still kind of felt like something was in there. Obviously, Either way, it was kind of cute. Yeah. And then there was great shots of the director capturing looks of depression on her face. Uh -huh. There were there was a lot of great shots of just you know her face, her laying in bed, and she was like laying in bed but like her back was turned to the camera and yeah like, i felt like that was a very good way to kind of demonstrate depression in the movie yeah i thought they did they really well with well. that yeah and then they started drinking and having fun i thought that was a nice scene to kind of give a roller coaster effect sort of because this movie really is a roller coaster of emotions through the whole thing yeah and the drinking and them having fun scene which turns sour towards the end yeah what what the heck happened I've, i i didn't know. understand that part well did you understand it 
I mean, she wanted to practice pretending like she was operating on him. And I think she was, like, pressing too hard with the knife. And he was getting pissed and, like, can you stop touching me? And it what just was on his head? Steak. Why? To pretend like she's operating. Like, to cut through a steak or whatever. Oh. Like, to give it, like, a... Because she wasn't actually going to operate on him. You know That's what I mean? still a weird, uh... Game. Yeah, like that. Like I'm not just gonna go up to someone and be like, "Hey, can I pretend to operate." Can on I you? pretend to operate with you with like a knife and a steak? What do you think? Like it was, it was very creepy. Don't get me wrong. That but was when it first started to get uh, a little weird. It was getting, it was weird. The whole time so far, it's not quite creepy for me yet. And there is one specific moment that really turns it creepy for me, and we'll we're getting to that in a second. But like I understood like why the the fight happened. It was very weird that she was like cutting into the steak, and I guess she was pressing too hard. He could start to feel the knife on his forehead or something, so that's why he got mad. Which I guess is kind of understandable, but he was being a, a dick the whole movie to her. Yeah, I agree. And, then there's her memories of losing her sibling coming back, which is also another hill in the roller coaster. This whole movie is just up and down. When it, like, happy, depressed, happy, uh -huh. depressed. It's just the whole movie's a crazy roller coaster ride. And the memories of her sibling were pretty nice to, you know, see her remembering her brother but it was also kind of giving an understanding into why she's already depressed and the situation with her boyfriend is making it worse so it's it's very understandable why by the end of the movie she will get there yeah so playing doctor i have written down is kind of strange playing doctor that's what it is, though. I have doctor in quotation marks because she is cutting the steak open. It is it is strange how she... She's done that before, though. Because they had, like, a discussion, like, hey, can we do that thing so I can, you know, practice or whatever. The viewer wasn't supposed to know what she was talking about, but when you... When it cuts to what they were doing, it's like, okay, so you've done this before. And what are you practicing for? She was becoming a surgeon or whatever. She was in the medical field, but like... But that's not... How many times have you played doctor with steak and knives? It's not... I just don't think that's the way to do it. No, I don't think so either. It was very, very strange. And then... That scene is... The scene next is what when it starts to become creepy because uh okay there there was someone at the door knocking on the door uh-huh this is when the this is the beginning of the creepy part for me, so she hears someone knocking on the door. what's his face? I forget his name Ray Ray is asleep still, I believe. And she just hears knocking on the door. She goes 
and opens the door and there's this little kid standing there. Why? <laughs> where? What? What? How, where did this kid come from? That he was just knocking on the door in the middle. Of, I I think they said that this house was kind of secluded. So that that's where it really begins to get creepy. And this is also the introduction to Drew, who we know for the interview, who was friends with X. And that's how I ended up uh -huh. getting the interview with him. And it was kind of cool to, like, see someone that I know by association. Uh -huh. Well, you know by association because you know X, too. But like, it's just cool to... It's cool. Yeah. Like, he, sure. he lives, he lives like, 20 minutes away from here. So that's pretty... Well, not really. I, I don't know where he lives, but he's friends with X who lives Does he still do from. anything? Like... He, he did say that he was an actor, so cool. he must still be... How old is he? 18 now. Oh, okay. So, so, how old was he in the movie? He said he was 12. He was cute. He was a cute little 12-year-old. So, the part that actually got, like, creepy for me, that made this movie creepy, was when they're talking at the table trying to figure out who this kid is. And he says his name is Zeke and everything, uh -huh. which was what they picked for their baby. The name that they picked, so that was... That was strange. Yeah. But the part that really did it for me is when he says, when he looks at her and goes, thanks, mommy. It sent chills down my spine. I uh -huh. told him that in the interview. But, man, that is the turning point to creepy. Yeah. I was like, ugh, what the? <laughs> that was so weird that it creeped me the hell out. I was like, he okay. He kept saying it. I was like, oh, yeah. This, stop. That did it for me. And then I want to talk about the scene where Zeke had the bad dream and he just shines the flashlight in her face. Yeah. I was like, okay. You got more patience than me, babe. That's true. But there, there's never anything good to come out of a kid waking up from a bad dream who you just met. Like, this situation, there's nothing good coming out of it. You know? And he lures her into the study and locks her in there. Uh-huh. I can... I understand her being terrified. Yeah. This kid that I just met four hours ago starts calling me mommy and then locks me into this pitch black room. I would shit my pants. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> That's just... It's... This, this, this movie's... A good creepy movie. And then she starts looking around for Ray. Can't find him anywhere. This is when it starts to be like turmoil uh -huh. between the two of them. They're not talking to each other. They're He's mad that she wants to keep the kid around and won't call the police and... I don't know. That's just the beginning of the cliff. Uh -huh. When they when the movie just falls off the cliff and it's just like shit gets real right now. Shit's getting real. <laughs> and then there's that table interaction between Oh no, Ray is the girl. I forget what the dude's name is. He's walking around the house looking for her. Oh, calling what's his out name? for her. I don't remember. But 
she's locked in that room and he can't find her and then there's that table interaction between him and Z uh, what was his name the Zeke yeah yeah <laughs> I was I, I said that and I was like wait that's wait, not, that's not right yeah, but um he's sitting at the table and he spills the milk on him the the, the warm milk or whatever yeah. and he slaps him across the face I was like all right all right too far listen that's... I don't love kids but we're not doing that well not only that not only did you just slap a kid across the face that you just met a few hours ago, yeah. but you slapped a kid who's doing very creepy. You don't know if this is like. You don't know this kid. You don't know if he's like a demon or something. Yeah. So you go slapping this kid and he ends up murdering you. Because First of all, why? Why are you hitting a kid? Why slap him, dude? Just clean I mean, up the milk. I'm Chill glad he doesn't out. have his own kid obviously he doesn't have the patience for a kid but yeah it's just like so weird that he was acting the way he was in this movie he was just a dick but i want to talk about him finding ray so zeke tells him that she was in the study or the, the dark room or whatever he called it and she goes look and he goes looking for her and he's like, come out of there. She's like, no, come in here. He's like, no. And she just like pops out yeah. of the side of the, like the door frame. I was that like, was weird. I was like, holy fuck, what's going on? I was like, this is weird. Like, why is she acting so weird now? Obviously, it's the room that is fucking with people. You Something's know? in there. Something's in there. Something messed up. And it has something to do with this boy. Something. Something. But the the way she just came out of the door frame like that, that also creeped me the hell out too. And then I want to talk about how creepy was the apple shampoo scene? He's putting on the lipstick. Yeah. Singing the song. Yeah. That was creepy. (laughs) He he did a, a great job in that. He he did a really good job in yeah. this movie. But like in that scene, he really conveyed creepiness. I liked the jingle though. Yeah, I did too. I was like, was, okay, that was a pretty catchy song. Kind of like it. Uh, then there was Ray releasing the feelings part, where she's yelling at guy. A What's dude his face? Guy? Where she's like. You made me kill my baby. Blah, blah, blah. I hate you. I was like, good for you. Stick it to the man. Your your boyfriend's being a dickhead to you. And you just let it all out. I feel like that she's been holding on to that for a long time. And, you know, she's been depressed the whole movie. And there's not really much that she could do, I guess. Because the only thing that she was able to do was just scream at him. And she was having no help from him. So I'm glad that, you know, she just kind of let it out. It was fitting. And then there's them playing in the bathtub. Which was pretty... Yeah, what the hell was that? That was weird. They were... they. What was it that they were trying to stab? An apple or a pear yeah. or something? yeah. And they're just stabbing the water. I was like, 
Okay. Something's wrong. Something went sideways. The games that they play are just... Crazy. What? Yeah, it's weird, right? But, I mean... Like, why can't you just play Jenga? <laughs> why can't you just play Jenga? You want to play Jenga with a, with a ghost kid? I'd rather kid? play fucking Jenga than stab the apple in the bathtub. You, jo you never heard of bobbing for apples? With knives? I would... <laughs> with knives? <laughs> Uh, then there's the one of the creepier parts of the movie was they knocked the guy out and they wanted they, they tied him up that has to be from his point of view the dude I can't I don't know why I can't remember his name but I can't imagine what was going through his head because he's, he's saying, oh, I'm sorry, I love you. He's like, I don't love you. It's like, dude, you're not helping your case here. Yeah, you're kind of fucking yourself over. And then there's the lobotomy scene. Yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah. That was rough. Uh-huh. That was creepy. Just, just in your mind right now, just imagine someone taking... No. A screwdriver no, no. or an ice pick. I am not going to close pick, my eyes and picture this. An ice pick and a hammer. No! And smacking it in behind your eyeball. Blech. Giving you a lobotomy. Blech. Just no. imagine the pain you felt for the, I don't know, five seconds that it's going through your eye into your brain. Probably don't feel much once it gets there. I but. mean, can... Does that always kill people? Or... Didn't kill them. Disgusting. Okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> so then, I put a happy ending question mark because so he's dead. He's basically dead. He's a vegetable sitting in a chair in a room, right? But. The mom and Zeke are happy. So yeah. I guess in a way that's a happy okay. ending. A creepy happy ending that is. But he's also sitting there yeah. staring out a window for the rest yeah. of his life. Not knowing what the hell's going on. So in a way I feel bad for him. But I also don't because he was a dick the whole movie. And was like, hey, you were a dick. Something happened to Karma, her. Karma, I guess. Karma. Exactly. But I guess there's a happy ending. Yeah, they seem happy together. For somebody, at least. And then I also think that there was a nice shot of them walking down the road. I really liked that. They, it was after giving the dude the lobotomy. And th they were yeah, playing and throwing yeah. the ball and stuff. And um, I really liked the shot of them just walking down the street talking to each other i really like the way it looked so that's all the scenes i really wanted to talk about for the movie i really did enjoy this movie yeah me too looking at the score 3.6 out that of 10 was way too low i gave it a seven this is right up my alley of the type of horror that i like like uh -huh. indie not huge production. I mean, I like huge production, like Hereditary and stuff. Yeah. But these... These are sometimes even creepier. Yeah, they can be. 
because they they have to do what they can with their budget and it's usually lower an indie movie usually yeah. has a lower budget so they have to like use as practical as effects as they can sometimes that's better than the bigger movies what do you think just about the movie in general well yeah um i really liked it i didn't ex i didn't even like know what it was about i've obviously never seen this before yeah me either and i didn't know what to expect but i was pleasantly surprised i thought it was gonna go different way with the guys at the when their car broke down i was like <sighs> i did i think... thought the whole movie was gonna be different but yeah i agree yeah. with you there but yeah i really liked i, I mean i kind of liked it what what would you give it probably a seven probably the same yeah. i i feel like it deserves higher Three was what that's lower than rubber and this that's a... <laughs> we compare everything to rubber and tusk <laughs> i think wait my did... first thought was that's lower than rubber that was my first and thought this is I definitely thought. better than rubber this is better than tusk and way better sorry. than tusk and i'm pretty Not sure sorry. didn't tusk get a five tusk and rubber were like rated the same which kind of pissed me off because rubber's better than tusk it definitely tusk is. should have a negative rating <laughs> rubber should have at least the three yeah, that's fair. For you. Me. Six. Okay. Whatever. But this did not deserve a three. No, definitely didn't. And, I mean, the, Drew did a good job. Everybody, I didn't think the girl Oh, I thought all three of them were great. The girl did a really good job. She was really good at being, like, creepy. Oh, yeah, but we were talking in many episodes, but in the last episode, how child actors aren't you know always great yeah, they're hard good. to work with but he he did a good job yeah i thought and i don't know i just i really liked you know this movie i just mean i liked it i did and i don't understand why it got so much hate because it was it was an indie movie i guess they didn't like it because it wasn't a big production thing or anything like that Stupid. but they did good for what they had you know I agree. So, do you have anything you else that you want to talk about oh, real quick? I thought it was great. Okay, so who picked it? Uh, X told us we should do it. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do it. Can you talk to your friend and see if we can get him an get an interview from him? And then we'll cool. do the movie or whatever. So. Cool. But, uh, yeah. So I guess it's time for the interview, and we'll just play that right now. So stick around for a minute, and then we'll be back right after the interview. Hello, Drew. How are you? Uh, good. You? I'm doing great. We really appreciate you know you coming and interviewing for the podcast. This is the first official interview that we did with someone who was actually in a movie that we watched. So this is kind of surreal and pretty cool. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. We we are so glad that you you know wanted to do it. <laughs> we appreciate that. So obviously. Your name's Drew, for the people listening, and I'll let him, you know, introduce himself in a minute. But to explain how we got this all together was that he is friends with my nephew, X, who was on the Hereditary episode, so check that out too. And this is for 
this is our home, right? That's it's this is our home, right? Yeah, it's this is our home. And like I said before, we appreciate you coming on. So let's get into this for real. Why don't you tell the people who you are? My name is Drew Beckus. I am 18. I've been acting for about, I would say ever since I was nine, so about nine years now. I did This Is Our Home when I was about, I believe, 12 was when I was in it. That's really, that's really something. That's entirely and utterly cool. And it's very cool to be able to talk to you about it. So the first question I have is, who did you play in this movie? I played the character Zeke, a boy who turns up on a couple's porch one night, as they say at a vacation home that's one of their friends own. Okay, so who were you exactly in this movie? Tell them, were you a good character, a bad character, an in-between character? Uh, I believe I was a little more on the uh, bad side. I mean... <laughs> I think, you know, doing what uh, my character does, I'm not sure if spoiler warning or anything, but I believe he's a little more on the, he put maybe just a little more in the middle, but definitely leaning on the bad side of things. I have to be honest here. I actually liked the movie. Seeing the score, which this will come at the end of the episode, so people will already have known the score. It got a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. How do you feel about that score? Uh, I mean, I personally, I like the movie. I'm not, I mean, people are entitled to their opinions, so it's whatever. I I liked it too. I gave it an easy 7 out of 10, because this is like right up my type of horror, you know? It's very, It this movie de definitely is going to stick with me. You know, I'm not going to forget about this movie, uh, for obviously some of the things that happen in this movie. So, going right into a question here, what was the experience like for a kid on a movie set? It was interesting. Uh, so we, I'm not, so the movie was shot in Woodstock, New York. So as someone who lives in Western Pennsylvania, we had to drive up there. We then had to stay there for 11 days. Yeah, 11 days. I think we, if I remember properly, we had to go up there another day because we had to reshoot something after the fact. But it was definitely an experience because I had to wake up early and, we had slept in an Airbnb, and the fun thing about the Airbnb was it, it we we weren't the only ones like sleeping in. There was also like the workers sleeping in there. So we had like some of the like video technicians and lighting experts there. Okay, that's really cool. So, did you audition for this movie? Uh yes, I did. What was that process like? So, if I remember properly. They sent something out and they're like, hey, we're looking for a young boy, you know, this description. And they gave everyone a script. And then we would record it in front of like a screen and do the script out. And then, you know, they called me back for like a callback, had me do it like one more time. And then they said I got the part. So did you know what the movie was going in or were they kind of secretive about it? Kind of both. Like, I knew it was supposed to be a horror movie. I knew the part I was going for was supposed to be, like, you know, the creepy kid. But besides that, I did not know much else. Did they give you the real script? They only gave me parts of the script. Okay, but were those lines actually in the movie? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Do you, do you remember any of them, by chance? 
No, it's again, it's been so long since I did it. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Uh, so what was the experience like with the other actors? Uh, it was it was great. I they you know, they were fun to talk with. Um, definitely very nice people. And it, it seemed like all three of you had like a good chemistry with each other. You didn't you guys didn't seem awkward in the movie. You seemed like I know this was an 11 day shoot, so it was kind of like a quick relationship there. But it's like you were very comfortable with each other. Is that true? Oh, uh, yeah, it was. We would during like because as an actor, you have to have like certain like lunch breaks. You have to like for every eight hours, you have to have a lunch break. So we'd sit down during like lunch and breakfast, talk there, talk about, you know, the script, talk about our life, things like that. So we had a lot of time of just sitting down and talking, you know, getting to know each other. I know you just said that, you know, eight hours and stuff. What was like the stipulations for a kid on set? I know they can only like record like for a certain amount of time a day or something like that. I'm not completely sure offhand, but I do know they can only record for a certain amount of hours before. I think it's 11 hours, 12 if they haven't worked the day before. And then they have to have like a teacher on set, someone to actually teach the kid. Because I'm gonna be out of school, even though I was homeschooled, I still have to have a teacher on set to like teach me. So, what exactly was the experience like in a horror movie? Oh, it was it was genuinely interesting because how we got all like the rooms dark and everything was we covered all the windows and like top. So. For 11 days straight, from, like, early in the morning to the evening, I would be in complete, a black, a com- like, a complete black room because we, we didn't have any lights on because in the movie, the power is supposed to be out. Only near the end is when the power gets somewhat restored. So, during the whole movie, we're in a dark room. So, even, like, the rooms, like, that weren't being recorded, like, where the the couple were like talking to each other. I was still in a dark room because the light from that room would reach into the ex- another scene. So there's a moment where you are in the room. Is it safe to say that that was supposed to be like some sort of supernatural feeling? That was kind of left to the audience's interpretation, kind of. If I'm, yeah, it was supposed to be like left up to the audience interpretation. Is it, does it mean something? Is it ma- like supernatural? You know, what happened in there? It's, so, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, so if you think it's, you know, supernatural, it's kind of, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's left up to the audience's interpretation. Okay, cool. That's, I kind of got the feeling of it with uh, how you were talking about, you were calling yourself Zeke. You knew that they, you know, we're going to name their kid Zeke and how you pulled her into the room and talking about, I think it was her brother, right? Yeah. I talked about her brother. Yeah. So to me, it felt more supernatural because of, you know, those kind of things playing into it. That goes into the next question. What was it like playing a sort of villain type character? Or creepy kid, as you can call it. Um, I, it was definitely an interesting experience because most of my other roles kind of were not. I wouldn't say nice, but I would definitely say it's supposed to be on like you know 
the kid sort of things, like, you know, you know, kids that are not supposed to murder people. So it was definitely a flip of the script, because now instead of, you know, playing, you know, any other kid part where, you know, you're a kid, I'm now a kid, quote-unquote. So it was definitely interesting to get into the role of that. Okay. So... I just have to say, while we're on a topic of the script, that you delivered the line, thanks, mommy, so well. <laughs> I gotta say that when I was watching this movie, looking at the score and everything, thinking that this might not be a great movie, probably rated a little harshly, but as soon as that line came out of your mouth when you said thanks, mommy, and looked right at her, it sent chills up my spine. Thank you. It, that line was <laughs> said so well and so creepily that that really was like a big turning point for the movie. Because the beginning is more of like a like a roller coaster. It's like they're happy in a relationship and then it kind of gets depressing and it gets scary. As soon as you say that line, I thought that was such such a perfectly uttered line in the movie. You did that so well. Thank you. So, do you happen to remember what you and the and, and the mom, the actress with the mom, do you happen to remember at the end of the movie what you guys were talking about while you were walking down the street? Oh, yeah, I remember what I was talking about. It was a funny conversation. So, as we, as we were walking down the street, we were just, just talking about... Um, well, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was actually that funny, but we were just talking about like walking tacos and like what you could add to them because the night before I had walking tacos. So as we were walking down the street, we were just trying to think of something to talk about. So we just were talking about food the whole time. That's really, really funny because in the movie, it's at the end of the movie, like while the credits are coming up. So all this scary stuff happened and it's just so funny that... <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because after all this crap went down you guys were just you know talking about food that that's kind of adding like a, a really cool level in fact to that I, I really think that's awesome thank you so did you enjoy your time in the movie oh no most definitely um like I said, it was definitely, it was one of my bigger roles because that was like the first role I ever got where I was like in the entire movie. So given that chance to be there, it was good. Uh, the director, he was accommodating. He, um, you see, I have a allergy to milk and I don't eat meat. So he would provide specialized food for me. And just everyone on there was so great. Um, I got to learn a bit about like lighting and how sound works and how cameras work because I never really learned about that before then. And then I yeah, also had a great time talking to the, you know, the couple and all that. So it was just all around a great time on set. That's really awesome. I'm glad that you had a good time. So have you seen the movie yourself? Uh, I have. Okay. Did you like it? I did. I, I will say... It, you know, the harshest credit critic is yourself. And I remember I was watching over the movie when I was like, probably, I was probably maybe, maybe, you know, I was still 12 at the time. And I'm watching it and I'm like, jeez, oh, my, my act, I'm not saying my acting was bad, but I'm saying like, I'm like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. 
Yeah, I, I know that, you know, some actors, uh, obviously, you know, there's tons of them, but that some of them say that they don't really like watching their own movies. How do you think, what, how do you feel about that statement? I'm sort of the same way. I'm like, I'm always like, because I have been in other things and I'm like, you know, I really don't want to watch it because it's going to be so embarrassing to watch myself on screen. But I, I still, man, I still do it. I still do it. It's still, it's fun to watch. Okay, that's really cool. So do you have a favorite part of the movie? Whether it was, do you, you have a, this is my favorite part of recording or this was my favorite part to watch. Do you have one? I think my favorite part was because I, I haven't watched the movie since I was like 12. So I think my favorite part would be when me and me and um, the mother are playing around, like just, you know, running around, fooling around and all that. That was they, they just told us that to just, you know, run around, have fun, say random things, you know, there was like our only objective there was to make it look like we we're having fun. I would also say the makeup scene. The makeup scene was fun because I got to learn how to put on mascara. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. So what about that scene where you're in the bathroom singing um, singing the song on the lipstick? Yeah. So that song I created. I created that song. So my mom, the one time, had bought an apple shampoo, and this was like when I was nine. And I just created a song in the shower doing it, and... The director had asked me, hey, do you know any child songs that we, you know, you could sing while you're putting on lipstick? And I immediately thought of the song and I'm like, well, here we go. And I just sang the whole song. It's really, really cool. That's kind of like an ad lib, huh? Mm hmm. So you had your own sort of ad lib. That's that's awesome. Yep. I got to say that that scene did give me chills. Thank you. <laughs> that was another turning moment. And not only that, it was when you were luring both of them uh both of the of the parents i guess we can call them when obviously you lured them separately but you lured her into the room and the door shut and then later in the movie you were luring him in there into that direction too and he was looking for the mother now i gotta say that that also was such a great scene by all three of you that that also creeped me out a lot. So, do you have any funny stories about recording or well, shooting the movie? Well, so there was the walk and taco thing. There was the song. I'm trying to think. Was there any other funny things? I can't think of anything offhand. No, I, I can't think of anything. So I. Well, that's okay. Was it? Was there any days that you were, you know, just having a like a tough day or, uh, you know, you were just like so tired that you didn't feel like doing anything or anything like that? Um, pretty much every day. OK, so uh, so how was it trying to, like, get over that obstacle so you can, you know, shoot the movie, shoot your scenes that day? Yeah, I just had to power through it. I mean, yeah, I was tired, but, you know. I had a job to do. I had to be creepy. I had to be a child. I had to put put a hundred and one percent in. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. Uh, what did 
so actors are also always talking about how they have like experiences to draw from did you have anything to draw from when you were doing sort of the creepier scenes uh, i watched a couple movies beforehand like my, i would sit down and watch a couple horror movies um if i remember else properly i did watch six Sense. that was one of the movies i watched just because the kids so creepy in that so yeah the, i did draw my inspiration from a couple movies and then my older brother he's also an actor so i also got some advice from him oh that's really nice so that's pretty much all the you know questions i had for you do you have anything you'd like to say or talk about before we wrap things up no uh just thank you for having me it was a wonderful experience talking to you thank you for having me on your show it was absolutely great. It was our honor, you know, having you on our, uh, this is, I think, episode 40 or something. We're close to the 40. So we really appreciate you coming on. And I'm really glad we got to do this movie and got to talk to you. Um, do you have any, like, anything you want to uh, promote, I guess I could say, like a new movie or anything like that? Uh, no, sorry. No, it's okay. I was just uh, giving you the chance to, you know, tell the listeners if you had anything new coming out. So, yeah, like I said, it's uh, I'm really glad that you decided to do this with us. We appreciate it a lot, and I had a really nice time talking to you. You as well. Thanks a lot. We'll we'll talk to you later. See ya. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed the interview with Drew. I thought it was very fun to talk to him about his role in the movie and i before we get into everything else i just want to thank everyone for listening and getting us to our 40th episode Holla! i'm pretty sure this is 40 i uh, recorded the interview before we did this episode but it was uh it's been fun so far yeah i think it's we haven't fist fought yet so <laughs> that's good success uh, so, Cicely, you want to tell them what we're watching next? The next movie is Nope. Rain's recommendation. Thank you, Rain. I haven't seen it yet. I've been wanting to watch it, so perfect reason to do it. Exactly. Thank you. You actually suggested something I might like. <laughs> he did. Tusk. He likes right. Tusk, yeah. That's... All right, I'll leave him alone. Because I like his dogs. <laughs> Shout out Pete and Waylon. Shout out Pete and Waylon. Whatever. So we'll read the question that we forgot to read last week. Yeah, sorry about that. What 1978 film features footage of supposedly real deaths and boasted about it being banned in 40 countries? Let me see. Never seen it. Wait, is it the bottom one? Yeah, it's the bottom. Oh, I was thinking of the... Well, here's what's not the answer. The Poughkeepsie tapes. Poughkeepsie. I want to watch that. I watched it. Yeah? Yeah, we should do it for the podcast. We should. But there was also this other movie that was similar, which is um, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. And it... Also, I don't know if I said that right at all. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Um, the Cannibal Holocaust showed deaths that looked so real that the director actually was in was arrested and in court and he had to bring the actors in and prove that they were still alive because they looked so real in that movie Damn. anyway 
That's what I thought the answer was going to be, but it's I, I thought not. the answer was going to be mine, but... So, once again, we appreciate you listening. Yep. Hope you enjoyed the interview. And... Thanks, y'all. We will catch you next week with Nope. With Nope. Catch you later.